0: Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Café con Leche, where I believe that the best conversations happen over a cup of coffee. Thank you for tuning in uh, to another episode. Um, I believe you're really going to enjoy today's episode. Um, As you know, throughout this year, the goal has been to sit down with individuals and to learn from them. Um, And we've done that in a variety of ways. There's been those that have shared their testimony, um, those that have shared leadership principles. And so today, I'm honored to be sitting with my father-in-law, who uh, recently, he and I started talking about some of the ways that he's just been growing personally and things that he's passionate about. So today, he's going to talk about something that has really been important to him as he's grown personally. Um, So I'm excited for him to share. Dad, thank you so much for being on the podcast today.
1: David, it's great to be here with you and uh, uh, just enjoy uh, sharing my story. So I'm looking forward to sharing some things that I'm learning.
0: Right, And you're also another individual that's passionate about coffee. I am.
1: I am. In fact, I'd say and you've become. And I'm not going to tell your listeners that we don't have coffee right now. That's but true.
0: You know, I've actually. That's not the first time someone's told I'm just me that like, before. Like, okay,
1: this is false <laughs> advertisement,
0: people. <laughs> I should have brought a coffee. But you have become, if I could say, right, a little bougie about coffee, right? Like it's hey, different when you go over to Starbucks, right?
1: Oh yeah, no, I don't do Starbucks too much. Machine. You have
0: a, an espresso machine at home. I do. It's I real do. fancy. It's good, oh, man. Sweet. And you make a mean cup of coffee. I got to yeah, tell you, it's
1: kind of my. Uh, my go-to so
0: yeah well we enjoy coffee again thank you for being on today i'm gonna ask you some fun questions sure. for those uh, that might not know who you are and then you can tell us a little bit about you after that but um just a, a real simple one to start off what's your favorite book
1: oh my word my favorite book well of course i have to say the bible amen amen um oh wow i read a lot so this is this is a really hard hard question um Oh wow!
0: Maybe top three. How about okay. top three? Give me top. So there's
1: three. a book. Um, there's a book that um, I read uh, several years ago. It's kind of a leadership book called um, uh, Atomic Habits, which was phenomenal. Nice. Um, uh, Max. Or I'm. A, I was a big Max Cato fan back in the day, so I've got a bunch of his. And then, um, you know, my all-time go-to is John Maxwell, Developing yeah. the Leader Within You. I just, I just actually did a class here at New Life. Um, he, he has just been uh, the gold standard of leadership for uh, he's 75, so you know a lot of years. And so he's been a mentor in my life from a distance. He doesn't know it, and, wow. but he's been a mentor for a very long time. So I would say anything that he's written. Um, so I know that's very vague, but um, it's really hard. That's, that's a hard question.
0: It is a tough question, especially for an avid reader. Mm-hmm. That's a mm-hmm. tough one for sure. Uh, what is your biggest leadership pet peeve? Biggest leadership pet peeve? Oh
1: no, I have several of those <laughs> <laughs> uh, people saying they're gonna do something and they don't follow through and do it.
0: yeah yeah that's always tough. It is tough That's tough. All right uh what's uh what's your what's your favorite hobby?
1: um well, I like reading. It's, this is really weird, but I absolutely love watching football like that's And I'm so, like, heading into depression because, you know, in just a few more weeks it's going to be gone. But that just, you know, I just love vegetating and watching a, a good, good game, sort of like the Ohio State Buckeyes, you know, I like that. Oh, but, uh, of course. Uh, i got to get that in there. But <laughs> um, uh, reading and, you know, I love, I you know, I do some running and in, in uh, Peloton, that type of stuff. So, uh, yeah.
0: Good stuff. Uh, what is your favorite show? Maybe it's your favorite show right now, one that you've watched through before and has been a real good one.
1: Well, again, I got a couple of those. Uh, I've always been a huge Survivor fan. It's just kind of weird. <laughs> I, know it's, I know it's outdated. It's Ooh, old now. It's like 40 seasons. I don't know, but Survivor. it's just something about it. That I would never, ever do it, but I love watching those that do it, so that's one of them. And I'm a big kind of medical show person, so there's a plethora of uh, examples out there that you could watch. So
0: Didn't you, prior obviously to your calling the ministry, all of that, didn't you want to go into the medical field?
1: Yeah. Yeah, my whole life, man, my number one goal was I wanted to be a doctor. In fact, if you found my senior, my my yearbook from my senior year of high school, you know how people sign your yearbook, everybody would say, good luck at ORU, good luck as a doctor, you're going to do great. Because when I graduated high school, that was really... I was accepted to go to Oral Roberts University, not necessarily as a doctor, but to, go, to head in that direction. And then as, as um, God creatively happened um, just three weeks after uh, my graduation, um, He interrupted my life. And uh, um, and actually, kind of what we're going to talk about would, would be one of the reasons why I didn't pursue ministry in the first place back in my mind wow. before that was because of something we're gonna talk about in a little bit. But oh, wow. Um, but yeah, it was just one of those things that um, I had a lot of people tell me I would go in the ministry and I just didn't I didn't honestly feel it. Um, and now as a as an adult and looking back I, I know why there were reasons of, of why that that was the case. But you know, I, I've always been intrigued by the medical field. Um you know and uh, but but I'm thankful. You know, follow God's call, and he knows best. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah.
0: Well, that one's a little nugget for those who didn't know that fun fact about you, that yeah. you used to want to go into the medical field. Uh, all right. what Last one. What is your favorite junk food?
1: Oh, that I eat or that I would like. Ah, I do it on a Do it on a beach. Really on a
0: beach that you eat and that you, know, you would like.
1: Obviously, anything, uh, you know, if, if if I really just comfort food for me would be pizza or ice cream, those two things. Um, but I try not to indulge in those too often, and I've kind of cleaned them up the way I eat them. So Ooh. that would definitely be. But coffee's probably, as we mentioned earlier, my number one go-to. Yes. Yep.
0: Nothing like a good cup of coffee. All right. Do us a favor. If you would, share with us a little bit about you uh, personally.
1: So um, I was raised in the state of Maine. And um, a lot of your listeners probably have never been there. It's a beautiful state. Um, they probably have snow on the ground already. Uh, so my first 18 years was there, was great. raised in a, in a great church, uh, always involved in ministry. Uh, my mom uh, played piano at my home church for, you know, when it was all said and done over 50 years. So church just was in my DNA from zero. Um, very thankful for that. And uh, at the age of 18, as I mentioned, I you know, went to Bible school, took a first position at a church in Ohio, and was there 15 years, and, um, that's where uh, my wife, uh, my, my wife and I actually went to Bible college together, and, um, it's a different podcast, maybe on marriage someday, <laughs> but, uh, you know, she liked me, I didn't like her, and, uh, kind of broke her heart, and, um, but after we graduated, we always take friends, but after we graduated, um, uh, about two years later, I'm like, man, I think I might have missed it with her. But look at uh, that! Look at that! Uh, you know, that's before cell phones and, and Facebook and all these ways to connect. So every once in a while, we get on a phone call and connect. And and um, then our teaching position opened up in a Christian school, and I'm like, okay. And the pastor said, "Do you know anybody?" I said, "Yeah, I know one person." So uh, <laughs> they they flew her up for an interview, and uh, you know, there was some spark there. And uh, she got the job, and, and it was about four months later, we were engaged, and, um, and then six months after that, so we, were, we were married. So Ohio has a very special place in our heart. We were married there, and then uh, four of our five kids were born there, um, so it was, a, it was a great place to raise uh, most of our kids there. And then from, from um, Ohio, we moved over to Pittsburgh, was there for 10 years, um, just great, great people. Um, in in that church and we were able to our fifth child was was born um, there so that takes me 25 years in the ministry and then uh, decided we don't want winter anymore. We were done with that we had a really bad storm in 2010. we're like okay, we are done and um, we had been knowing that transition was coming and, and the Lord, creatively all of a sudden just I love how he does those all of a sudden things you know you're oh, yeah. you're praying for eight, it was been about 18 months we prayed and honestly just discouraged kind of like oh, Lord what are you doing and um you know just out of the blue just you know what he was doing was he was actually working the plan out down here for us to move down here so we were we've been here um actually over 13 years at this point so and we we love Florida and we we probably w- won't be moving north again. Um, if I do, it will be without my wife because she will not move with me. So <laughs> it'll be a long distance relationship at that point. But so God's been good, you know. All those years we've been doing worship ministry uh, intentionally. The last few years been doing a lot more mentoring in that area. Mm. Um, the Lord has has gifted um, us with some great team members to be able to kind of take the helm, so that I can kind of sit in the background observe train, lead, um, and develop them. That's been my, you know, that's been a real, probably in the last 10 years, really a strong desire of mine to mentor younger worship leaders. Um, I've been able to, um, because of some difficult situations I've actually gone through in ministry, I have found it very fulfilling to help young pastors, young worship leaders um, that are going through situations, but they don't have anybody to talk to about it because i was that person um so the lord has given me the opportunity just through some friendships um uh, uh, through worship uh, ministry type things of other worship pastors to be able to help them in situations like that but locally here at this church it's been you know awesome to be able to train and lead um and by lead i don't mean leading the congregation i mean leading the 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 team to be able to do it so you know a few weeks ago i sat on the front row with my wife which has happened very rarely in 38 years, um, people thought I had a day off, and and um, you know I was there working, uh, but just in a different way. So that's been a that's been a huge uh, blessing in my life, is to see um, gifts of of young people, young adults, young teenagers develop into, um, you know, doing a really good good job. And it was actually kind of cool. I, I think probably one of the greatest compliments I could ever have was I had an older person in our church stop me and. You know, just say, "Hey, you know your team's doing an amazing job. It's as if you're still up there, but you're not Wow, And I thought, you know that's been my lifelong goal throughout my all three churches, but here, um I've really wanted to get to that point where that would be um uh, you know a goal that that uh, we would be able to develop, and so we're very thankful for the team that God has placed us, and you know. And obviously, the rest of the story is we we moved to Florida, and my kids, you know, find some spouses, and not more than one, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, and obviously, you know, I remember that first Sunday we met you, uh, David, when you were, uh, you know, kind of checking out my daughter, <laughs> and uh, that's a di- I think that was on another podcast, but uh, I didn't get to share my, my part of the story, but, uh, uh, you know, I was knowing what you, you were doing, but, uh, you know, here we are all these years later, and, uh, you know... Two grandbabies, another grandbaby coming, and uh, it's exciting to be able to, to be a part of what God's doing here at New Life, but as well as just in you and Brianna's life. It's, it's a joy to watch.
0: Definitely exciting times. And I, and I do celebrate that with you. Um, it's been cool, uh, it, even from that first moment, which I now admit to coming to the sanctuary. Well, good. Because, You're in church right you know, now, so you to have to do probably it. Probably should admit to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but from the first moment and even times we've been able to sit down and have conversation, um, it's always cool sitting down with individuals and hearing that all throughout their life they've been growing. Because um, we never reach a moment where we just arrive, right? I right. think we're constantly shouldn't. growing. We shouldn't reach a moment where we, just, we feel like we've arrived. Um, we should continually grow, and even in your different places, as a ministry you've grown and then even just being here being able here being able to sit and talk with you and hear how you are growing especially even in the last couple of years has been really cool for me um and i I don't say this just you know because you're my father-in-law but i admire you admire your integrity but i also admire how you push in you lean in and you grow and so i'm excited to have you on because personal growth is a journey and so you were sharing with me that there's something especially this particular topic today that you'll you'll tell everybody in just a moment um, that has helped you in your personal growth. And I would imagine that there's individuals listening to that want to continue to grow, want to grow where they're at um, as far as a career goes. Uh, Maybe they're in school, whatever it might be, they want to grow. And so would you share with us today just um, that principle or that topic today that you're going to kind of dive into to help them in that process of growing?
1: Sure. I want to just, you know, to preface it with, there's two scriptures that have been really, really, um, you know, kind of key to me, um, growing growing up as a kid, and then just obviously having children of my own, but, you know, Proverbs 22.6 is, train up a child in the way he should go, even when he is old, he won't depart from it, mm-hmm. but that way he should go really kind of, there's means that we're created with a, with a, you know, some, some, di- um, some, uh, Books talk about it being called a bent or a slant. You know, you're 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 created by the Creator with a certain bent or direction in your life, and I'm a firm believer of that. Um, Psalms 139. I actually read it this morning, just in my personal devotion. But 13 and 14, you were formed. Uh, you formed my in, inner parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I'll praise you. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made, and so from the very beginning i think that's the that is the fact that we are made um, beautiful in god's creation mm-hmm. but we're also we also have personalities which is somewhat a little bit different um, you know some people are just more outgoing some people are more laid back you know having five kids i can it's funny cuz you can you can see different personalities in each of the kids and and some of them have a mixture of each other it's just kind of it's kind of funny at this point to look back and and even now, watching my grandkids, I can see some of my grandkids have similar, you know, uh, personalities like their their mom or their dad, which is which is cool, and that's just the beauty of God, the way He created us. But one of the things that I've I've intentionally dealt, uh, jumped into, uh, probably in the last two to three years, was looking um, a little bit deeper into my own heart as to why am I the way I am sometimes?
0: Because
1: mm. I think if everybody was honest, there's things about ourselves that we don't like. Oh, yeah. You know, there's things that we, we react, the words that we, you know, uh, the words that we use, um, just, just a variety of things. So if I can backtrack five years um, ago, um, right about this time, I was just really kind of miserable. Um, and you know some of your listeners know I was on a, I, I, I jumped on a health journey and that's not what this call is about but I think it's important to preface what I'm getting ready to say for people oh, to yeah. know that so five years ago I was I was very overweight um, 75 pounds overweight a um, bunch of meds for blood pressure and cholesterol just but inside oh my word I was just I was just miserable you know I did my best in front of people you know uh, every Sunday to present myself as a you know, confident person. But inside, I was becoming less and less confident, confident because of the way I felt. Um, and really, looking back now, could see that borderline depressed at times. Um, and I had a moment with God where it was just one of those eye-opening things like, okay, I know I got to change. I know I have to, I have to change. In, in the area of health, this was all just about health. This was nothing to do about personal development or mindset or emotional aspect it was just I just need to lose some weight so anyway long story short did a program um, was able to take some pounds off but it was weird as the pounds were coming off like a transformation started inside like Mm. like because my confidence level was going back up again there was an element of, of diving deeper into who I was and so and that all wasn't pretty like it wasn't all like oh wow you know I mean there were things that I'm like okay I really don't I'm changing on the outside, but I I really found a need to change on the inside. I think as Christians, sometimes we accept things like we just will live like this. This is the way God made me. This is the way my mother and dad was. You know, this is whatever. And honestly... From a pastoral standpoint, that's and actually from a biblical standpoint, that's really a cop out because mm. God does like us; they, He wants us to change. He gives us the ability to change. Oh yeah. So that was up to that point, and then you know a, a year or two into that, um, I was at a, a retreat, um, and there was a speaker there um, that belonged to a, a, an organization that goes to um, a lot of the major corporations. Apple, Microsoft, all kinds of things. They go in and they, they deal with habit creation with the, the idea of, of mindset, like mental habit patterns. And I won't go into all those details, but as a result of that, I kind of connected with them. I did a, a a six month um, uh, masterclass session with them. Heidi and I did it together. We did, um, it includes a Kind of, I uh, was telling you about this the other day. It includes this assessment that you take, and mm-hmm. um, it's kind of weird because the assessment makes absolutely no sense. It just like how this scientifically can push out your personality, your 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 um, your uh, thoughts and things like that from just this weird assessment. It was just mind boggling. But as I'm on this class, I remember I was we were sitting at our kitchen table on a Zoom. And you know, I'd gotten my results, and I'm reading these things, and I'm like, oh, like, how in the world? Like, And then Heidi is looking at her, she's like, this is crazy. And so what happens was it, it, it helped us to begin to identify some self-limiting beliefs that we had. Never heard of that kind of phrase. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what do I mean by self-limiting beliefs? It, it really, a self-limiting belief is really a thought pattern, um, a negative or false thought pattern that you begin to think about yourself. Many of us have them. We don't know it. We don't call it that, but we have the ability to, things that we've been thinking about perhaps have been spoken over us or we just, because of the way we were raised, and, and again, I'm not trying to blame parents for every, all the sins of the kids, but sometimes the environments things at school that was one of the, one of my things that I was affected me down even down the road was some things that took place with school you know mm-hmm. I was a Christian most of the most of the guys in my school were not Christians and it was just there was looking back I had no idea what about bullying but you know I can clearly see that there was bullying look you know, going back that in it and it caused me to really withdraw with, uh, withdraw into myself and isolate. So there's there's a lot of things, and so uh, false false uh, self limiting beliefs have to do with um, feelings like thoughts like I'm not good enough, mm. and that's one of that's one of my my big was one of my big ones, and it was obvious on this assessment. And um, as I begin to so, when we have moments like that, when God speaks to us, and I believe God was in that. The guys leading the call were Christians. Uh, not a Christian organization, but obviously everybody that was involved, it was really God-focused. So I have the choice. Do you really want to deal with this, or do you want to just kind of shove it in the corner and pretend it's not there? And I don't know, some of your listeners, if they're like me, probably have spent years doing that, right? You know? Um, so it led me to the point of, of, of addressing you know, some of those thoughts and, and how that they you know how that they have crept in and what happens it's like a filter all decisions are made as a result of that is a result of that thought of i'm not good enough Mm. or i'm not capable i'm not worthy Um, some people's i can't change i don't have enough fill in the blank money i didn't come from the right family you know all those thoughts can can hinder and keep people down so i don't know if i'm making sense to you or not but um 100%.
0: Well, and I think that's a good place for people. um, Almost like, obviously, I hope we're taking that in. And I hope even as you read some of those phrases, some of those things have come across my mind, right? Mm -hmm. And it's interesting too, because it it, it could be easy on the outside to put on this facade or this thing, like we've got it together. Um, But I think God strategically will provide moments where he allows us to almost do like an assessment to see things that, that are not Helping us, hindering us, and we get a chance to make a decision if whether or not we're going to do something about it. And this could be one of those moments. So I hope for our listeners, even as you're talking and as you even repeat some of those phrases, that I believe is resonating with someone right now. Like I've thought that. So it's an opportunity for us to lean in. Is all I'm saying. But yeah, please continue.
1: Sure. You know, and and you know, going back, looking at my past, um, as I begin to, I mentioned ministry. Mm. You know, really, I think my apprehension with being in ministry was feeling like I'm not good enough. You know, watching all these other people, you know, my musical skills were not taught; they were they were learned from experience, which at this side of my life I would take anybody that has experience over education any day. But back then, I felt very inferior um, in in in, in um, reaching out to to expand any dreams or goals that I might have because I didn't feel qualified. I didn't mm-hmm. feel you know, so that was the war that went inside of my life. Uh, that that whole time, where God started, when He started knocking on my door about ministry, it was kind of like, now. Nah. It was like Jacob who wrestled with God. It mm-hmm. was like a three-day wrestling match. And I don't ever encourage people to wrestle with God because He's always going to win in the end somehow. But and He did. And I said yes, and I went into ministry. But I'll give you a quick example of of um, so my first position in Ohio. You know, I'm coming from a non-educational background. My very first position, I'm 21 years old. And God really had spoken to the, the prior music pastor that I was going to take his place. He knew he was leaving to take another position. We were there with our college team ministering. And the Lord said, he's going to take your place. So he told the pastor that. And long story short, I took this place. But his background, he was very educated. He was very trained. He had the degrees. He had everything on paper. You a great guy. And uh, we're we're still friends today uh, after all these years. But my point was, I took a position where I, you know, somebody of his caliber, and here I am, twenty one, wasn't married, no experience outside of you know my normal church ministry. But you can see how that <laughs> that created a, a massive tug of war in my heart. Of course. So you know that's that's what I'm trying to say is the self limiting belief that we 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 put into our minds or we allow to go. Um, like on autoplay, all of our decisions that we make go through those beliefs. Yeah. So there are people listening today that haven't probably taken a job, haven't taken an opportunity to to do something that they really want to do because they don't believe they can or they don't believe they're qualified or they don't believe they're good enough or they don't believe they have the skill set or, you know, the list goes on, on and on. Um, For some people, they're like, well, we just didn't come from a family like you, you know, um, well, I mean, that's another podcast, but I could talk about the way I was raised, my relationship with my dad, you know, people say, you're such a good dad. And I, you know, I love my dad. He passed away 20 something years ago now, but my point is we can lean into the excuses Mm. or we could say, you know, and I didn't have a lot of learning capabilities from my dad because he was, he was really, really busy working and he wasn't home a lot. Um, and, but, my point was, I made a decision on early in that situation. i'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be there for my kids. Mm. And to the best of my abilities, I've tried to do that. not perfectly for sure. but my point in 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 this, Pastor David is just simply, we all have a script that's been playing in our mind on autoplay for a very long time. Yeah. And I would say the average Christian keeps letting it play.
0: Wow. That's a big deal,
1: and they don't stop or pause even, even just hit pause and think about maybe I don't have to be controlled by this anymore. Wow!
0: So, well, if I could interject yeah. too, I, you know, I, I think it's important that we really dive into what you're about to say um, because rarely, I, I think, if not at all, will the Lord call us to something that we feel like we're qualified yeah. for. Like, I'm good. At, and I'm not just talking ministry, right? Because there's people of different careers and different things that they're working to and different things that the Lord will have them work, work in. But rarely, if not at all, will the Lord call you to something that you feel like, yeah, I'm good enough for that. Yeah, I can definitely do that. And it's interesting, too, how you wrestled with your calling. You get called. And then the person that you go in to now take over for, undoubtedly, you felt like, how can I follow mm-hmm. what they were? So it just goes to show we have to deal with this. Yeah. We have to deal with these views. So it, please, please go on and kind of dive in. Well, yeah, it's it's
1: it's very very real. And uh, I mean, God does have a sense of humor. You have to look back, you know, and say, "Wow, well, what were you thinking, God?" You know. And uh, but His plans are so great. And uh, you know, even I think of you know, you mentioned it's not just ministry. No, it's not at all. I think of people going into relationships. You know, making choices with spouses, yeah. um, if they are, if their self image is is so poor, or they've had things spoken over them, that they're no good. That's they're so not going to amount to anything. So what do they do? They find people that don't amount to anything, that are no good, wow. <laughs> and those become their spouses. And then we, as pastors, have to deal with broken pieces mm. in people's lives. So it really thats what I'm saying. It, it it's it's, it's really that self limiting belief can really affect every area of somebody's life. Wow. Yeah. Um, Job promotions, um, just on and on. But um, the thing I want to point out is it's they're very real to people. It's it's they really believe them. You know, they they believe, and and I say they. There's times in my life that I really believed that I was not good enough. And um, but from a, from a Christian standpoint, I loved it because it forced me to cry out to God and say, God, you got to help me. <laughs> Remember going to Pittsburgh, you know, the first Christmas musical. They were their habit was they 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 had a, a great instrumental section and then they would comp some some string players and things like that. So it was a full orchestra. So here's the guy. So even my first my very first Christmas in Pittsburgh was like, Okay, I'm gonna take a, I'm gonna go do this. I've never been I've never directed an orchestra of any kind. Not to mention, you know, all the string pay players and talk about intimidation. Talk wow. about like God, what are you doing? <laughs> but that's the way I find God always works. Yeah, you know, you think of David in the Bible. You know, he wasn't qualified to fight Goliath. You know, and we could go on and on with sermons of of how God uses unqualified people to do incredible things. That's right. And um, but I, my point in our conversation the other day was. I don't think we have to stay there. Like, I don't think we have to be controlled by the thought that I'm not qualified, Mm -hmm. or I'm not worth it, or I'm not capable, or I can't change. Even in my health journey, if I had accepted the fact, well, I'm just always going to be like that, you know, I would still be miserable inside, and only God knows how I would feel. Um, So we can change. We can pursue something better. Yeah. You know, I've chosen... You know, I'm 59, just turned 59, and I've, I've chosen. I don't want to end my my in my older years being um, stuck in ways. I want to. I want to grow. I want to become better. Um, I want. I still want to be a better father, a better husband, a a, a better grandfather, a better pastor. I want to be a better person, because ultimately, there's more fulfillment in that. Like you enjoy life a lot better. So. There's there's some 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 ways that some of these thoughts can't come out um, that I wanted just to talk about if that's okay with you. Absolutely. So one of, and this was again from from that assessment as we dove in for those six months. I realized that those thoughts, those beliefs that limited um, my mindset, um, begin to play out in things like. Um, and if anybody's followed me on social media you know i use this phrase a lot but i was a huge people pleaser like mm. just I, that's my personality i mean i you know i'm a we were talking the other day about the enneagram you know it's you know that it, it it's who i am i'm, I'm i i find joy mm-hmm. in pleasing people like it's not it's not a bad thing like it's 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 actually kind of a good thing i think most employers would love their 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 employee to please them mm-hmm. and so that's always been a goal of mine but the problem is When you have the self-limiting belief, it can take what should be like middle road, so to speak, with being, I just want to, I want to make, you know, I want to please people. It can be um, out of balance. So you're controlled by people, pleasing people, or you can go to the other side where you're doing things out of obligation, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and then you're becoming angry inside not because, you know, and you you don't show it, uh, depending on who you are, you don't, some people show it. I was the type of guy that would just bury it. And so I'm hoping this makes sense to people, but it's, it's uh, something that is good. Like, like, for instance, let's talk about somebody, somebody that's empathetic. Mm -hmm. My wife and I were using that phrase last night. So somebody that's empathetic, that's such a great quality, you know, it's, it's so cool to talk to somebody and you feel that they really care about what you're telling them. Mm-hmm. But somebody that would have that out of balance is, is again, being controlled by bad... Situ- you know, like, they're constantly being controlled by situations where people are taking advantage of them. Yeah. Um, comparison's another big one. I mean, that's something that I... Obviously, if I didn't feel capable and, <laughs> and uh, good enough, comparison, you know, was just a... You know, I had to realize I'm not him. Like, I'm not him. And that's okay. Mm. You know, it's um, because when people try to be somebody else, they're never being true to themselves and they're not authentic. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of ways um, that these limiting beliefs come out. I just wrote down a few um, comparison. People, please, or um, blame, you know, living in blame. You know, just you're, you're somebody else's fault. I think that showed up in the Bible somewhere. Mm. Uh, perfectionism is a huge one, you know trying to be perfect at everything you do, and, then the, and that's not possible. So then sometimes we just, if we can't do it perfectly, I'm just not going to do it at all. So all of these things kind of came into play, and, and um, it's a lot probably in one setting like this because it was a six-month process for me. But I loved it because it gave me an opportunity. The way I try to say it, it was like, you know, you go in an operating room, and they put the big lights on so that they can see. Clearly, you know, I think we're all grateful for that if you've ever had surgery. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's like the Holy Spirit, the spotlight comes on your heart. And, you know, we we say it all the time, search my heart, oh God, know my thoughts. We, we, we casually quote those scriptures. But do we really, like, do we allow him to turn the switch on and really let that spotlight in? Mm. And, again, I think a good vast amount of, of people... Avoid that because it's painful. Oh yeah, it's kind of like ah, uh, it's like the you get to see the ugly side. You know, some people see a beautiful painting on the one side. You flip it over and it's not so pretty, and 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 that's really where the change can take place is when you look in there. So, those are some of the thoughts that I have, David. I don't, I don't. Uh, I'll let I've been talking a lot, so I'll let you jump in here. But uh,
0: no, I I just and again I I think that the way that you kind of just finished there um, talking about that. That spotlight, um, I, I think, as we try to tackle some of these, um, you know, whether they're limiting beliefs, things that we've dealt with that could keep us from being um, who God's called us to be, stepping into what He's called us to step in. As we try to tackle some of that, I think you ended it perfectly. Say, starting to face this doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be easy. Um, it's not going to be maybe pretty. It's hard. It's hard to, it's just like trying to, you know, whether it's your, you're going to the gym and you're wanting to get muscle, you know, or get a six pack or whatever it is. As I've tried hundreds of times to do that. That process to getting there. Is difficult Mm -hmm. um, because uh, essentially something has to die so other things can grow or something has to be destroyed so that something else can be built up. And so this process that you began to go through where it was this spotlight coming in, it was the Holy Spirit using these things that you were learning and being taught to now say, hey, it's time to work on those. And again, we arrive at these very real moments where now that he's shown the spotlight, you still get a decision to say, I'm going to do something about it or I'm not going to do something about it. He shines a spotlight. But it's us, it's a lot of us, It's and again, it's all biblical principles too. It's that principle, of ask, it will be given to you. Seek and you'll find. It's you taking the first step to do something about it, just like you took this step to, to work on yourself and to be better in these areas. Um, and so even for a listener that's wondering, you know, even practically, how have you stepped into moments um, to challenge these limiting beliefs right maybe even if you want to use a, a personal examples but how could someone who they know this is my thing this is that thing that keeps me from going there at least one of them how could they lean in and now begin to tackle that certain thing sure great question
1: um well the number one things you have to identify it you have yeah. to, you have to admit it. it's like no one can get help if they don't admit it mm. um so so first of all Recognizing what yours might be, and there might be more than one of them, because a lot of times they're tied together. Um, but really taking the time to search, and 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 you know, I think we we live in such a busy society that we don't ever really take time just alone. Mm-hmm. You know, um, even with prayer, sometimes God just wants us to stop talking and just listen and just sit there, sit your sit there in the moment and mm-hmm. just allow Him. To flip that switch and shine it on our hearts. Um, so recognizing what it might be, and I, I, I want to say, you know, it's, it'd be great if like, if you had, say, you had something wrong with your body and you went to the doctors and they removed it and it's gone, it's gone forever. It'd be great if that's the way it was, but you know, so many times with God, that's not the way it is. Oh. You have to contend for it, like you have to fight for it. And so I can't say that when I realize these things, like, okay, they're gone forever. Hmm. No. But the control factor of how m- how much control they have of me at this point, and I think that's what led us to this discussion several months ago, actually, mm-hmm. when you mentioned about confidence. Um, because no, it's it's still there's still un- uncomfortable moments, but I'm less controlled by those self-limiting beliefs. Yeah, because it's like um you know you have a balance like you're balancing uh, weights. And the one side is a little stronger now, so it's a little less. So I would say, first of all, recognizing, and 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 secondly, identify where it came from. Mm. You know, I've I've had to go back in my mind. You know, I come from a great family, so it's not like, you know, you know, my mom did this or my dad. You know, I did. Obviously, there were situations with 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 uh, not having a, a real active father in my life. Um, but I I don't. I, I've often go gone. You know, in my mind to to the to the where it came from and there's certain things that I can identify um but I think it's important to try to go back to the beginning of where that might have started Mm -hmm. for some that's listening it's going to be things that are spoken over your life you know I never I'm thankfully my parents never told me I was no good or wouldn't amount to anything you're just stupid or all those words that you know you and I sit across the desk from somebody that has had those things spoken and Mm -hmm. it's so um, they're there forever you know they don't they don't those thoughts don't go away um and and so identifying where it came from the source and then i would say learning to change um change the script or change the self-talk like learning how to to to, to like i said earlier press pause or press stop when those thoughts come into play the bible t- again talks about you know bringing our thoughts into captivity mm. and um so when we have those thoughts, and it's interesting from from this, um, and I'm not trying to advertise for this particular uh, 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 program that I did, but um, they they actually gave it was it was interesting. I'm not going to tell what it was because I don't want to kind of steal their thunder. But there was actually a physical thing that they had you do, mm. like when those moments came, um, it, and it was kind of like a little phrase and. Um, it's funny because my wife and I, and that was two years ago. My wife and I, once in a while, will just say a couple words to each other, and we kind of smile because we know exactly we're we could go back to those places, but we're choosing not to. Mm. I'll give you an example. We had a, I don't I, I don't remember what it was, but there was something um, here uh, at church uh, probably a year ago. I and again I don't. It's not important what it was, but it really got me in a place of just mm, like. That, that feel all those thoughts, all those feelings, um, that I have struggled with, and I remember walking back to my office, and I literally did what. It was I mean I wanted to sit in that for a long time, like just be, mm. and and again because of placing myself in a room of 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 growth, I'm like no, and I actually I did I did the gesture, I did the saying. And it was gone. Like, I literally, like, just said, this is done. I'm not going to let this ruin my day or, you know, I'm going to still serve people. I'm going to, you know, and again, I don't even remember what it was, but at the time it was, I felt like the whole world was, you know, coming on my shoulder, but but it was like in the moment so m- my point is find something that can 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 point you in a different direction like don't sit in that shame mm-hmm. don't sit in that blame or that that feeling of 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 inferiority forever but change your self talk and then fill your mind with what the Bi- what does the bible say the bible tells us we were good we're, we he, he created mankind and it was good and the Bi- i read at the beginning we're fearfully and wonderfully made so whoever's listening right now, you, you were made in the image of God. I mean, He loves you, and He's there. You may feel like He's so distant from you, but He's there, and it's just a matter of replacing or flipping. I like to use this phrase: flip the script, change the story, write a new chapter, close the one chapter. Let's get the pen out and let's start writing a new chapter. And yeah, it's easier said than done. But unless somebody really says, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna get in there, I'm gonna contend to be better," gonna lot be controlled by this and I'm so thankful it was in my 50s I was in mid 50s when this started this process started and um, you know it's it's not done you know I'm still here there's still breath so you know I'm gonna I want to change I want to grow that's why I become a, a reader um, uh, po- I listen to some great leadership podcasts sort of like this one. <laughs> Uh, Without the coffee. Uh, But, you know, basically what I'm trying to say is take the belief system that we've leaned on for all of our, for me, for many, many years, and replace it. Mm -hmm. Replace those thoughts. Replace those emotions. Replace, and it's an ongoing thing. And what happens is when we get into a funk, that's typically when we want to go backwards to those same emotions and those feelings because we're so used to that. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: But it's learning a technique, learning a phrase. Those that are listening that are believers that might have a scripture that they can quote. I mean, Jesus used scripture against the enemy. Um, find a tool, whatever it might be, an accountability partner, whatever needs to be the case that you can tap into that person, that phrase, that action, that's going to pull you pull you out of that situation um, instead of just letting it, you know, fester and grow and kind of go backwards. So, you know, I just encourage those that are listening that if you're a follower of Christ, you know, see what God says about you, you know, stop believing the lie and go after greater things. And um, I will say one of the things that has happened as a result of this for me is um, it's caused me to dream. Like it's caused me to to have a, like, I don't know, it's, it's, it's been an awakening, like, like a spiritual awakening in my heart um, with my, with my, uh, with goals. And, and, uh, it's been kind of cool. It's been kind of cool to, to realize that I can have not arrogance. I don't ever want that. I don't, you know, pride is not something I, I, I want obviously in my life, uh, but I want to grow and I want to be better. And so as a result of doing that, naturally there is a confidence that goes up. Um, there's a satisfaction of becoming a different person, you know, and I think as I've gone through this journey, I think thought of my kids so many times they've you know would comment man dad you're just so happier you're so much happier you know um um, and that's been that's been a a cool thing to watch because I want to be able to John Maxwell said it this and I'll kind of wrap up and we can toss it to you but um I heard him uh, just recently and and he said um leaders are lifters and and that's really become my heartbeat whether it's here at the church my relationships with people, my friends, family. I want to lift them up. Mm-hmm. I want to I want them to be better. I, I want to see them reach their goals. I want to see them become not entrapped by 60 years of history of their life, but to let go of those things and become better um, And you know that's that's been a goal of mine uh, now for for several years and, and uh, I'm just thankful, thankful for God's grace, His mercy um, but we have to do the work. You know, absolutely. he wants us to do the, he, he, we have to take the step. So, um,
0: I'm, I'm thankful. Yeah. Well, and I, again, I think it's a, uh, a step every single one of us need to take. I think, I, I think it's for every single person. Cause I was even thinking to myself, I'm like, well, there might be someone who's really, really self-confident that might think, well, I don't. I don't know if I have any of these, you know, limiting beliefs or things that keep me back from maybe more that God will ask for me. And it's important that even that individual take time to evaluate. Um, And I think everyone can do that in a a practical way, whether it's through uh, the program that you used um, or it's sitting down with someone that you admire, uh, that you look to as a leader to say, hey. Do you think I have any of these things in my life, like help you work through that? But then even you personally sitting down, and I think, why not ask the Lord? Lord, if there's, you know, these limiting beliefs I have, help me see them. Because again, I think the the biggest thing is going to be identifying them so then that you could do something about them. I think you've learned really practical ways to do that. Uh, one book I thought about um, that, that uh, listeners could go and, and buy and read, and you can buy it used, um, Winning the War in Your Mind um, by book. Craig Rochelle. I, the reason I really enjoyed that book um, was the practical side of it. At the end of each chapter, there were certain things he would have you write out. And even for me, um, you know, one of the things that helped extremely, like uh, for example, let uh, he'll give you something uh, like scriptures look up scriptures that um, battle the lie that you might be telling yourself and that's become a practice for me every day or declarations each day that's become a practice for me and it's helped me um, and I, I'm sure you've discovered as you've gone on this journey of self-improvement and growth it's not always it's not been rainbows and butterflies even right? and again, this is going to work for anything wherever you're at, let's say you're working and you've discovered as you've worked in ministry, right? This is, you're called to this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even as we do it, there's times where I sit back, I'm like, God, I get to do this. And I get to do it full time. I get paid to do this. Right? It's almost like a dream job, but even within the dream job, and this is any job, there's difficulties. Sure. And you could either lean into that or not, but again, it just points to the fact you got to deal with it. Um, so, we have to deal with these things and um, we have to start to do stuff about them. And so I'd, I'm encouraged, and I think there's practical ways that people could do that. So it's taking time, sitting down, and work on me, and then don't expect it to be this easy road. Even I'm sure you've had individuals that I'm going to use this term that have hated on in some way, shape, or form the growth that you've had and have displayed some type of negative response towards you growing, mm-hmm. which is surprising. Right? Because it's like, I'm just trying to be better, and there might be negative feedback or thoughts that come in um, that could stop you. But again, it's all points to us dealing with it. So, you know, I don't know if there's anything you'd add or any thoughts you'd Well, that is
1: true. I had, had, as you were talking a little bit ago before you said it, I thought, you know, that is a a risk that sometimes um, there can be a misinterpretation of um, you're better than me, you know, Mm -hmm. um, uh, and certainly you know, it, it comes down to the, the heart. I'm sure that there, there might be people that, that can be, like you said earlier, that very self conf You know, they're, they're very confident in themselves. But, you know, it's not that I don't think it's... In my situation, for Heidi and I, um, it's not certainly because we, you know, we just want to be better. Mm-hmm. And that's not always celebrated. But, again, so the old Bernie would have been controlled by that. Right. But for me... I've had to just release and know that it's my journey, it's my mindset, it's my growth. It's 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 not their journey, you know. It's yeah. they can you know they can stay, they can do what they want to do, but and and that's done in love. But um, yeah, it has affected some of our relationships, mm. and um, even down to today, I got this most crazy, you know, just a, a you know a crazy private message from somebody I don't even know. Uh, it was it was from a pastor, but it was it was uh, s- uh, somebody I don't know. I'm not connected with, but I'm somehow connected on Facebook. <laughs> and it was just like really nasty. My and word, like dude, I just said happy birthday. That's all, you know. <laughs> oh my word! But you know, it, it started again. It was one of those things in my my heart. I wanted to defend myself. I wanted to justify, you know, like dude, I'm just you know, and 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 so I did make a comment back, and then his the next comment was you know like, but what I said, I said, man, I mean. You want to unfollow? I mean, I don't, I don't care if you follow me on Facebook, I don't care. And he said, I am definitely gonna unfollow you because now you're not being honest and just kind of just like a personal attack. And I'm like, I the old worry. Bernie would have been like, I wanted, I would chase, want to chase after him, social media, like, dude, you know, forgive me, you know, whatever. But it's who cares, you know, like, I mean, I do care, but you know what I'm saying? So there's freedom, there's freedom in that. Um, and yeah, it's not, um. It's not always celebrated, and that's okay. Um, I I think one thing I just want to kind of close up my part with is, knowledge is one thing. Like we can be aware of something, Mm. but being aware of something will never lead to change. Action will always lead to change. You could talk about that in the sanctuary with somebody being hearing a message and knowing that they need to take the heart, you know, the, the word to heart and you know yes pastor that was a great message and you know and then go home and do nothing with it it's just knowledge you know you can read all the books in the world you can do a podcast you can do everything but unless you're actually going to take physical action steps or emotional or mental action steps it's just it's just knowledge so i just want to leave that with somebody today mm. it all starts with action and you know? so and the cool thing is we get to choose 100%. we get to choose and um, I'm just thankful that one day I made the choice. And um, it has led to, um, you know, just a, a very eye-opening experience for me personally. It's, a, it's affected my family, and um, I'm just thankful. I'm thankful that we can impact lives in many, many ways um, in, our, in our, the way we, we, we uh, kind of intertwine our, our lives
0: together. So Absolutely. Well, no, I appreciate your thoughts and your heart, and you know, I'm reminded too, even as you shared that example at the end, and it's not to harp on that example, but you know if we're not careful and we don't deal with things internally, like limiting beliefs or other things that we've had happen to us or things that have occurred in our life, it can cause us, and again, it's not to harp on that example, but it can cause us to be those people to other people if we're not careful. Mm-hmm. We can take our limiting beliefs and try to impose that on other people or try to affect other people. And, you know, maybe we're doing it consciously, subconsciously, but it can affect us in some way. It comes out in some way, shape, or form, and it can affect you, but it also affects other people around you. So it's so, so important that we deal with that stuff. Yeah. But uh, thank you. Thank you so much for being on today. Thank you for uh, sharing with us. And and I, my hope and prayer is that the individuals listening will take the practical side of this. I think we've given them some homework that they could do where they could sit down. And it's self-evaluation. Are there things in my life that are keeping me from perhaps what God desires or has for me um, or is keeping me from that promotion or that, that dream or that thing? Um, and then now what do I do about it? how do I tackle that? So I appreciate your thoughts. I appreciate your heart. Thank you to all of our listeners. I appreciate your time. Um, Share this with somebody. Uh, Obviously, apply it in your personal life, but then share it with someone and encourage them in some way, shape, or form. Uh, We are so grateful for you, and we will look forward to talking with you on the next episode. Thanks so much.